Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White, a Newcastle United podcast brought to you by Chronicle Live. We are the only place you need to come for all the up-to-date news about your club. We have a panel of expert writers who have covered the club for many, many years. We have legends of the game who also join us as special guests as well as writers from further afield. Hit that subscribe button and get your weekly update of Newcastle United. So some exciting news about our podcast. We're now hosted on the Global Player app. Don't worry if you get your podcast from Apple, Spotify or Acast. You can still get them from that platform. But we do recommend that you download the Global Player app. It's available in iOS or from the Google Store. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Musgrove. It is Thursday, the 23rd of April, just after 2pm. I'm joined by Lee Ryder. Lee, another busy few days for Newcastle United fans to try and keep up a track with all this Newcastle United takeover news. A busy week for us as well. Can you just give our listeners your latest understanding of where things are with the Newcastle United takeover? Well, you know, since the last update I'd done, for me, it's it's still very much with the Premier League. Um, you know, we, they said it was going to take between two and four weeks to get the, the owner's test done. And that's exactly where it is. But that's what we can say is since, um, well, in the last 48 hours, we've had it sort of stood up. Um, sort of from the sort of the government. The government are talking about it. I, I find it hard to believe the government would be actually even taking questions from people about it if the if this wasn't actually you know ongoing. I don't think they would waste the time doing that because I think um, they've got to they have to get the questions in advance, and I, I just don't think they would waste the time answering that question. So obviously there is something going on um, with the Premier League. And yeah, we've seen Richard Masters' letter as well um, on the the sort of concerns and how how basically he was sort of pushing it back again to the owners' test. So I think the great thing is is that once this owners' test out of the way, we're gonna we're actually gonna have an answer on it, and hopefully it's a positive one. Fingers crossed. And you joined us on Saturday to to give the update. Um, as expected, Yazin Alramuni of the PIF, he's the governor, is likely to be chairman. And then you had it confirmed as well that a deposit had been paid to Mike Ashley or Mike Ashley's lawyers for the club. Um, it's, it, I mean, it would be quite something if the Premier League did reject this takeover, wouldn't it? That, you know, uh, you have to be careful with with, um, with how you say it because from a journalist's point of view, if this didn't happen now, um, certainly from a, a journalist who hasn't got any connections with, with with Newcastle, how they will look at it, they will say that that's actually a bigger story than the takeover going through if it, if it falls down at the, the 11th hour. So you're right in what you're sort of saying there. From the fans, that's the last thing they want to hear. So I don't want to, I don't want to go too far into that right now if, if we don't have to. But certainly if, as you say, if this did sort of fall down now, you know, that would be a huge, huge story. We've mentioned there the deposits. Now, we've had a few obstacles come up 
over the last couple of days, a, a letter from Amnesty International and then a letter from BN Sports as well, who wrote to the Premier League clubs uh, trying to say well, you should reject this deal because of what's happening over piracy claims in the Middle East. Um, but you would assume that if you've paid a deposit and we think it's around about 5% of the asking price that you'd be well aware that these issues would probably come up and you'll be well aware of how to deal with them and how to go to the Premier League and say look okay yeah we know we knew it was these would come up and this is our response well you would like to think that if you're putting 17 million pound down um especially if if you've got to a stage where you've had to get it all together that the Premier League would guide and, and suggest in advance if this was going to be an issue. So the, the two things that have come up have been because this story's now hit hit the headlines um, in a big way. And I'm not just talking about the Northeast press, the UK press. The, you look, you have a look on the websites now. You have a look. It's it's every country is covering this story. It's a huge, huge story. And basically, from Newcastle United fans' point of view, I keep saying this, they don't have a choice in who takes over the club, so they can't reject it. Um, would other Premier League clubs reject it? Well, that would be, be interesting to see, considering we've already got one Premier League club that have got Saudi Arabia, um, with the Saudi Arabia flag flying on it. So it's hard to see it getting rejected at the moment and if it did it would it would be interesting for those well they would have to say what the problem was if it does get rejected so um, I do again on the Sheffield United thing I do wonder why we didn't have all this sort of negativity when that got done that just all seemed to get done without anybody questioning it so whether it's because Newcastle are supposed to be um, in, the, in the eyes of the, the media uh, a bigger club than Sheffield United then who knows um, but you know there's there's other things that have been said that, that I've taken note of that you know we are living in a country where the there is trade with Saudi Arabia with, there's pictures of Boris Johnson with Saudi Arabia officials um, there's pictures of the Queen with Saudi Arabia officials so for me it's it's been interesting to see the reaction in the last 24 hours, but I, I would be surprised if, because of a TV, a pirate TV station, this this deal fell down or that. I'd be intrigued to see what 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 it can fall down on. To be totally honest, but that's that's why the Premier League are now going through everything in in small detail. We had the response from the government yesterday, Culture Secretary Oliver Dowden. He was responding to questions like you've mentioned from other MPs, which again, you know, this deal is, is on and it's happening. And he basically just said the government wouldn't intervene and, and it was down to the to the Premier League. And then we had the letter from uh, Richard Masters of the Premier League, the CEO who responded to Amnesty International um, Again, just saying, no. This this will be looked at in detail. They're gonna they're gonna look at what uh, you know kind of owners are gonna come into Newcastle. But do you foresee any trouble at all? Any issues? Well, without getting right into the three hundred and fifty page report that that the Premier League got, it's it's difficult for anybody to say. It's it's difficult for it's difficult for journalists to say. It's difficult for for a supporter to say. Um, it's, it's difficult for anybody to 
have a, a real interpretation on this unless you've like looked at the terms and conditions. Now, well, one thing that did sort of leak out, um, which I'd done a piece on, I think it was yesterday or the day before, I'm not sure. All the days are the same at the minute, to be totally honest. But, uh, but I think the exclusivity deal um, was signed at the beginning of this process. Um, and I think that runs till mid-May, which means that the current bidders are the only ones who can do this in that space of time. I think it's now been picked up by a couple of others as well. But um, yeah, so the middle of May is is the time limit they've got to, to get it done. Um, and then obviously you've, there's, there's been other bits and pieces, hasn't there, where I think Richard Key said there's, there's other interest from, from people, but... The rea- the reality on that one is is that there's always been other interest from other parties, but they just haven't had the money. So that would be intriguing. If we get beyond the middle of May and it's not done, then I think that would be yet another another story. But at the minute, <clears throat> if you speak to anyone close to the to the bidding side, not them directly, because they've obviously got non disclosure agreements in place. But if you speak to anybody. Uh, close to them they'll tell you that they're confident of getting it done confident of getting it done no one's saying it's a done deal yet because until it's as I said on Saturday until we see the new owners parading the scarf on the pitch at St James Park it's not done so we have to wait patiently Um, we waited a long time for this the other thing that is worth you know, talking about and bringing in the discussion is that Mike Ashley said he didn't want any of this played out in the press. Well, it's been rigorously sort of played out in the press. It's been dominated the agenda. It's been on Sky Sports, breaking news, BBC have gone with it. So it's gone widespread media. It's exactly what Mike Ashley didn't ask for. Um, so it's interesting to it'll be interesting eventually when he does public uh, make a public comment because he hasn't, he hasn't done that so far. You spoke to former Newcastle United captain Mick Martin yesterday and he was talking about the communication element of things. When do you foresee Mike Ashley making any statement? Do you think it'll be when the Premier League give a green light to for this deal to, to happen? Yeah, I think it'll be right it'll be right at the end, probably. And the the truth of the matter is, is that the supporters they, they won't really care what he's got to say once it's done. I don't think it'll that'll be a big. I don't think that'll be a big line, that sort of, you know, is reported at that time. I, th- I think it, it'll probably be a short and snappy statement, and Mike Ashley will disappear into the sunset with, you know, his three hundred million price tag, I suppose. Um, but I mean, personally, I think it won't be the end of him in football. I think he will try and buy another club somewhere. Um, smaller club possibly I know he had there was interest in had some business interests with all the athletic um, at one stage so so yeah I, th- I think that would be just him off in the sunset I don't think anyone will really care and yeah that would be the irony if he was started putting himself up for an interview after it was all done that would be uh, quite something but yeah I mean it, it'll then be who's going to be the public voice in Newcastle uh, under the new ownership that would be where the emphasis would turn Federico Fernandez spoke earlier this week and he seems in good spirits and I guess for the players um, obviously number one is keeping fit and healthy but do you think this takeover speculation will be playing in the back of their minds I think it will be just because it's 
obviously on the sports channels it's just saturated um, in terms of it's just one sort of breaking piece of information after another so yeah it will be because they've got not much else to to focus on I think it's really going to be difficult for the for the players because training at home um, is going to be hard for them I mean we're all trying to do bits and pieces of exercise in our garages or going off for walks or runs is difficult enough but um, for the players they're used to that sort of physical contact you you know using the ball having meetings with with teammates and stuff like that so this is probably a shock to the system for most of them uh, obviously we've seen some of the some of them playing uh, FIFA against each other uh, quite quite interesting to watch I mean it can't all be about the takeover we have got we, ha- we have to talk about other things and you know I mean I've done a piece with Nobby Solano uh, today which just got on the website him talking about um, where it all went wrong under Sam Allardyce and some really good insightful detail from him about you know what happened and in this period we're in now I guess we can't actually when we're not talking about takeover or reporting on it of course we can actually delve into the past a bit and do a, a bit more of a sort of research piece because we've actually got the time normally with a football journalist life you have the nine or ten months of football you can squeeze a, two or three weeks off in the summer um, and then you're straight back on it in pre-season you hardly have any time off well this has gone beyond how long a pre-season would be for a, for a football journalist or, or a player so we're now you know going back to to players popular ones I like to try and make them interesting and uh, Nobby Solano's certainly had a lot of say and there's a lot more to come from him on that as well by the way because it's, it's um, not only Big Sam he talks about Sir Bobby Robson he talks about Glenn Roder and Graham Souness as well so it's, it's really interesting uh, stuff from, from Solano and, and one to look out for us. No I mean there's plenty of stuff on our website with former players as well which kind of distracts I think our readers from, from the takeover saga because I think many would just like it to to be to happen with a click of a fingers um, but just just to finish on the, the, the takeover in terms of a time scale are we do you think the, the, the kind of fuss kicked up by being in sports and I'm saying national will that have any impact on the time scale or do you think it'll still be uh, we'll get a decision from the Premier League in the, in the same kind of time scale we would have done without this I mean when when will it exactly drop I mean that's the the, the million dollar question isn't it and really I mean this is the thing it's, it's interesting you mentioned that there like the, you know the sort of snap of the finger because that is the world we're living in now where people want everything straight away, you know, just the touch of a button on Twitter. And that that is why journalists and footballers, you know, get a lot of negativity on, on the timelines because people want to see done deal. Um, but when it's not happening and when it's a... I mean, we are providing a running commentary of what's happening and when it's not the, the conclusion or the final chapter, um, people are going to be negative. And as I say, that's a world we're living in now. It's social media, it's Twitter and Facebook where it's instantaneous. And, you know, it, it, it's probably never going to change or go back. Um, I think what's happening with the world now, though, it's it's slowed 
it slowed everybody down really and you know you can see people it's quite interesting people are having more time to delve through the the sort of own archives and we're seeing lots of old strips and programs and things being posted online and uh, people are looking back and having that bit of nostalgia which which is nice I think um you know, with Match of the Day as well, you know, Alan Shearer and Gary Lineker, Ian Wright, they're doing a great job looking back on games and that's that's probably, you know, it's kept some of a, you know, focused really because it just gives you that bit of structure, doesn't it, on a Saturday night, that Match of the Day. There is some form of Match of the Day on and obviously, hopefully people can uh, use our podcast as well, can't they, for, for something similar. Fingers crossed. Well, that is the latest as we have it. Head over to chroniclelive.co.uk to keep up to date with all the latest Newcastle United news, including the takeover as well. In the meantime, please keep safe and thank you very much for listening. Uh-huh.